Amen. This morning, I am not a topical preacher by normally. I usually am just, I usually just read a lot and read the Word a lot and let the Lord speak to me and Usually I try not to speak on topical issues, and, and, uh, but I believe where we are in our nation, in our history, and what's going on in our culture, uh, and I addressed some things last week, and I'm going to address one more issue this week. And the reason I'm doing this is because I think sometimes we hear these things and we think, yeah, I, I, I don't really go along with that. But we don't know what our response is to be, and we really don't talk about it in our families and, and our kids. I think our kids hear it, and they know some things are wrong, but they don't know why they're wrong, and they don't know why we believe they're wrong. And because we don't talk about it, when it comes time that they have to address it, they don't know what to say. And so this morning, I'm going to talk a little bit about identity and what that means, and. It's going to be to all of us, and we're all going to have to search our hearts as we, as we go through this. And so I'm going to be preaching from three different verses today. So let's all stand in honor of God's Word. I'm going to start in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27. And then I'm going to go to John 3, 3 and Galatians 2, 20. We'll have it up here, but those are the verses Let's read this together. This is my Bible, the living Word of God. I am what it says I am. I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. This Word is the truth. It never changes. It can never be destroyed. Right now, my mind is alert. My heart is open. I'm about to receive a life-changing experience. I will never be the same in Jesus' name. This last year, I've been in this verse a lot, and I've read it a lot. This Genesis 1.27. And it has probably had more influence on me and the way I think and the way I, it has encouraged me and, and helped me see why uh, God does things the way they do and, and how that if I can figure out this one verse, that it will help me in everything else that I do. Are you guys having trouble back there? There we go. And this verse right here, and we studied this on Sunday night, I am created to image God. That's what my job is. You were created to image God. You were created so that when people look at you, so when they look at your family, they'll be able to see who God is. That's what you were designed to do. And anything other than that is outside of God's will. And we have to start at the beginning or everything else is messed up. And so we're going to start here and then we're going to go on this verse. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. We are created to be his image. And then we're going to go to John 3, 3. Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless you are born again. Okay? Keep these things in your mind. Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live, 
the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. These are three very familiar verses, two of them especially. But you have to understand the first one before the other two make sense. And I want to always, you to always keep in your mind, this is something that has helped me uh, this last year. I, literally, this verse has, has, has changed the way I look at everything. I am created to image God. Let's pray. Father, I pray today that you would help us to understand these few words of truth and help us to understand that anything outside of that is outside of your will. That our identity is not found in, in us or in the things we want to do or have or anything like that. Our identity is found in you and you say that our identity is to image you. To show others who you are. Our design, our one life's work is to image you. And so Father, today we see we have to do some things in order to be able to do that. And I pray today that you would speak into our hearts. Help us today God and help us to speak these truths into our kids lives and help them to believe it as well and we ask these things in Jesus name amen I need I think like I said I, I think we need to address these things because I believe if we don't address them in church that Satan kind of gets a toehold on us through the world and we need to know and how, know how to respond to the things that Satan's throwing at us through our culture and things that, like that. So this morning I want to talk about a word that has been misused over and over again. And as usual, Satan redefines things. And we have to be careful not to fall into the, what everybody else is thinking. But we have to always see things through the prism of what does the word say. And we've got to be careful not to fall into what the culture says because culture does not define truth. God defines truth, okay? And what I want or what I think I want or how I feel does not define morality. God defines morality. And the word I want to talk about today is identity. Many of you are too, too young to remember Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, I thought about coming and putting on a sweater today. Every time he, he'd come in and put on a sweater and he'd say, I have a word for you today. The word is identity. Can you say identity? I think you can. Identity. Identity. I, I had Cindy look it up in, on, the, on the computer machine last night. And then the Webster definition of identity is the distinguishing character or personality of an individual. Character and personality. Character and personality is what describes identity. And I want to show you this morning that the world has identity all mixed up. It doesn't have anything to do with character or personality. It has to be with what I like to do or what I like to have or things like that. We live in a time in history when Christianity is said to be racist, we're said to be bigots, we seek to take away everyone's freedom. Christianity is said to divide everyone and, and to, and to uh, get people against each other. Christianity 
it is said to be, we're so divisive. And the world says if we could just get rid of Christianity, then we wouldn't have all of this division. I got a fact for you this morning. Christianity is not about division. Christianity is about unity and freedom. Now, there's freedom within the boundaries, but, but Christianity is about freedom. If you go to a men's encounter, man, they talk about freedom. Freedom within the boundaries of, of, of God's plan, and there's all kinds of freedom in there. And this morning, I want you to see that all of this di- di- divisiveness is not because of God's plan. It's because we walked away from God's plan. The reason we have all the division we have is not because of God. God is, God is not that way. God is not about division. Look, just look around you this morning. We're all united here this morning, and we're not ever any of us alike at all. We have white collar, blue collar. Some of you have no collars. We're, we're all different. There's all different races here. We don't have just gobs of different races, but there are different races here this morning. And we're not fighting or mad at each other or anything like that. We've come together under the umbrella of our love for Jesus Christ, and it brings us unity. We're not divided this morning. But we are united in our identity, and our identity is Christian. And God has called us. If we are called to image him, then we have to be like him. Jesus was his son. We take the name Christ, Christian. Our identity is Christian. And so we are united under Christian. I want to explain just a little bit about our identity. In our culture... It has come to the place where we identify people and put them in little places and, and, and this person is this because they're like this or this person is this because they have this or this person is this because they're this color or this sex or, or whatever. And we identify people and then we make broad accusations about them. And we see someone and immediately we identify them and put them in a category And that is not what God has called us to do. And none of it, none of the the categories that we put them in have anything to do with their character or their personality. We look at them, we make a judgment, but it doesn't really have anything to do with their identity. When we watch the news and the news stories come on, what do you hear? White people? killing black people and immediately an identity is made there that has nothing to do with character and personality but has everything to do with an identity of white and black skin color is an identity but that's not have that doesn't have anything to do with character or personality we identify by skin color Somehow or another, in our culture, the tragedy of the story, of the the, the news story, is not that Bob killed Bill, but that the white man killed a black man. The tragedy is somebody got killed. The tragedy is that something happened in our culture to where another person felt like they need to take someone's life. That's the tragedy. It's not in the identity. It's in the tragedy that it happened. But we have to be careful that we don't look at these things and, and start identifying so, ourselves not in God's way, but by the way of the world. And this happens to all of us. We have to identify ourselves as Christian. 
The true tragedy becomes about when the story becomes about the identity and not the tragedy that happened. When When identity is defined outside of God's way, we start to look at everything, not by fact or truth, but about how we identify other people. Look at the news stories today. Everything, when you, look, when you read in politics, it's Republicans and Democrats. So we'll know which side we need to be on. You ever thought about that? We ought to be able to listen to someone's character and personality and know where they stand. But that's not the way we are anymore. Anymore, everything is divided up and you have to know what someone is or what someone's affiliation is before we, so we can identify them. And I'm not saying those things are completely wrong, but, but we need to go beyond that. And now we have this new movement that I want to talk about this morning. And you may say, Pastor, I don't want to talk about this. But I'm going to tell you, we need to have this conversation and you need to have it with your children and the new identity is sexual identity this new movement where folks want to be identified instead of by their character and by their personality they seek to be identified by their sexual preference that's what they want to get their identity from And I want to tell you this morning, I'm not making fun of people or anything this morning. I'm being dead honest. Is that something you want to be identified by? Is that what you want to be remembered by? I want us to look at how far away we are from what God has us to be is when we we live in a culture who we want our identity to be who I choose to have sex with is what it identifies me. Something is wrong. We're in a real bad place where we stand up and say, hey, I'm Brian Letzinger, and I'm heterosexual. Who cares? I mean, I care, but really, who wants to know that? Is that how you want to be known? Used to, it would be, who are you? Who's your mom and dad? Where do you work at? But now our our culture seeks so much that we would be, so that we could be different, so that we could have our own identity, that we have gone this far, far place that that we seek to be identified by literally our, our vices. And is this what you want to be remembered by? That's how messed up the world is, that we want to be identified by our sin. Not by, I'm a kind person, or an honest person, or a trustworthy person. Not a person who's good at my job or that I'm very uh, uh, giving to others. But there are many in our culture who want to be identified, their whole character and personality, by who they choose to have sex with. This is who I am. This is what they're saying. This is who I am. This is my character. This is my identity. I'm homosexual. I'm transsexual or whatever it is. This is my identity. Do you understand how lost we are when, our, when it comes to our culture says, this is what I want to be identified by? And as I, I gotta tell you, I watch TV and I just get mad. Out of all the things that we could be identified by, sexual preference is what we have picked. 
That's what, that's, and I'm going to ask these people, I said, this is what you want to be identified as? Nothing to do really with your personality or your character or anything like that. The latest story is about Bruce Jenner, and, and I want you to stay with me through this whole thing because I really am going somewhere this morning. Bruce Jenner is one of the greatest athletes ever. Not very many people ended up on the Wheaties box. Okay? I was on there for a little while. But no. I mean, who do you remember that was on the Wheaties box? Bruce Jenner? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. And who? Mary Lou Retton. Michael Phelps. Yeah. Anyway. Not very many. Not very many. Great athletes. Great athletes. Bruce Jenner will, re, will be remembered, think about this, not for his great performance in the Olympics, but he wants to be remembered by his sexual identity. Do you know how many people would be happy to be remembered as one of the greatest decathlon runners ever? I mean, there are little kids all over the world that are, that are trying to be athletes, and, and they would love to have won the Olympics and the decathlon. This guy won the Olympics and the decathlon, and yet, somehow, that's not enough for him. He wants his identity to be remembered as someone who's changed their sex. We are in a bad, bad, dark place as a culture when we want our identity to be decided by who we have sex with. Now, many of you would think, uh, boy, it would be great to be remembered as an athlete. That would be something to be remembered by, wouldn't it? I mean, he went and ran the Olympics, and, and that would be something that would be great to be remembered by a world-class athlete. That would be something to be known for an athlete. An athlete is, is way better, it's way better to be known as an athlete than, than to be someone who's a gender changer. An athlete is, that's a good identity. That's a, that's a great identity, right? The truth is, neither one of them is better than the other. Because our identity is not about whether I'm a great athlete or whether I'm a transgender or whether I'm whatever. Our identity goes back to Genesis chapter 1. Are we imaging God? And we get off the track when we try to make our identity anything other than that. The tragedy is that we've got so far away, but the truth of the matter is we can choose an identity that is, that is acceptable. An athlete would be an acceptable identity in our eyes. In this church's eyes, athlete would be an acceptable identity. But the truth of the matter is that is not what God seeks for us. God seeks for our identity to be one who images God. Now, can you do that and be an athlete? Absolutely. But my first identity has to be Christian. And this morning, as I, as I was going through this and thinking about this, and as I've been praying and going through this all week, we, we have come to the place where we seek for identity outside of Christ. We watch, every summer I watch little kids rushing to the baseball field. Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. 
unless that becomes their identity. All the people, is, and, and we have all, and hey, here's the deal. I've, I've had to work my way through this myself. I took, I took all of our little girls and Luke, our little girls and Luke. And they were, they, they did athletics. And I had to fight the, the identity of, of, of not living vicariously through them. That's my kid. That's my kid, Lindsay. Lindsay just popped a volleyball off that other girl's forehead, and she's bleeding. That's my kid. I'm Lindsay's dad. You see where that could be? That's not my identity. But that's how we live sometimes. You say, Pastor, why are you saying these things? Because this is where it starts. When we start moving away from our identity as being Christ, are these bad things? Are these evil things? No. But I'm telling you, this is where it starts. And we slowly, slowly move away from what the identity is in Genesis 1 until we end up way over here with Caitlyn Jenner. But it's all the same. When we grow our identity from something other than what it says in Genesis 1, and this can be anything, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, I walk this road with you. I, I fight trying to have an identity just like you do. I want to be successful at being a pastor, but pastor is not my identity. Do you understand that this morning? I want to be a great husband to Cindy. I want to be a great father, but that is not my true identity. I want to be good at hobbies I have. I want to learn how to fish. But when that becomes something that consumes me and, that, and I want that to be my identity, that becomes wrong. Do you understand that this morning? Cindy's over there going, you don't need to worry about that. <laughs> and she's right, which makes me mad. But think about it. Look, look around you. I just, want to, I just want to show you that this is all around us. And if we do not keep this in front of our minds, it's real easy to drift from Genesis chapter 1. Do you understand that this morning? And I'm not harping on you or, or preaching down on you. I am saying as one who walks with you, this is my battle too. To try to somehow draw my identity from something other than Christ. I want to be good at the things I do. People want to be identified by their job. I'm a CEO or I own my own business or I'm an upper management or middle management or just assistant manager or whatever. Any, do you understand that any one of those things can become your identity? Any one of those things. I want to... How, how good we are. What, what kind of car we drive. I drive a four-wheel drive truck. Did you know that that can become our identity? People wear T-shirts that shows that they want to be identified. I ride a motorcycle. You know, I drive a Corvette. 
I don't, but I wish, you know, I wish I did. If I had a Corvette, though, that would be my identity because I'd want to drive it all the time. When I dated Cindy, she had a vet, a Chevette, but it was, <laughs> but, you know, that wasn't her identity. But you understand how, how vehicles or anything like that, and you, I mean, look at people, and we all do this, you know, when we go someplace, we buy a shirt that says where we've been because that's our identity. I've been to Gulf Shores. Woo! When you go to Silver Dollar City, as soon as you get off a ride, what does it have? A T-shirt that says, I rode wildfire. That's an identity. Are you saying, Pastor, are all those things wrong? No, but I'm saying as, as, as people, you have to understand that we have this hunger to be identified. We have this hunger to people to look at us and say, okay, this and this and this. The car we drive, the, 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 you know, I eat beef. I'm a vegetarian. This is the kind of clothes I wear. This is the kind of, how many, how many bumper stickers have you said, this is the kind of dog I have? Who cares? But if you look on my dog box, I got the kind of dog I have on there. Because there's something, I'm just telling you, there's something in me that wants to be identified. I drive a John Deere tractor. I drive Massey Ferguson. We're identified by, do you understand how many things there is that we want to be identified? Man, I was down, I went camping this last week. Probably the single worst weather week to camp in the history of mankind. And it was hot. And we were sitting there, and I had this old igloo cooler that I bought my junior year in high school. It was the only cooler we had that would hold ice. And we all had these, we all had these igloo coolers, and we was all sitting around, and, we, and I said, that old igloo is the only one that holds ice. And we were all sitting there, and they said, man, I wish we had a Yeti. A Yeti cooler. And you know what Cindy said? Cindy said, if I had a Yeti, I'd buy a shirt that says, I have a Yeti. She wants to be identified by a cooler. I wish she had a Yeti, I'm telling you. Do you understand how we are, though? We, won't, we don't want a Yeti. I want Yeti because I can have a nice cold pop. But... We want a Yeti so we can wear the shirt and put the bumper sticker on the back of our truck. I've got a Yeti. We can have the identity. And you say, oh, Pastor, you're so dumb. Yes. But that, isn't that how we are? Come on. It's, surely I'm not the only person. I'm just saying, are you saying, Pastor, is it wrong to own a Yeti? No. But do you see how we, we want to own something so we can be identified? We want to have something so we can be identified. And, and this is how it starts. And if we're not careful, these things drag us away from where our true identity is. And we start, we, we start dividing ourselves as black and white and male and female and Republican and Democrat. And it all comes down to the same thing. Our identity can become, or, the, or the, the idea that we need to be identified can become an idol to us. And what God seeks for us to do is to say, I want to be identified as Christ. Do you know that's our first identity? Christian. 
Our first identity is to image Christ. When Jesus talks about being a follower, he talks about dying out to self, about dying out to our, our old identity. Our identity doesn't matter. It's, he, it, when we talked in Galatians, Paul, Paul said, I, I, I've, I've been crucified with Christ. Paul's identity died. His only identity was Christ. That's what God seeks to do in us, to, to where our, our identity is dead. We're going to have a funeral for Frank Reardon this afternoon. Do you know that when we come and, and come to the place where we know who Jesus is, that we should have a funeral for ourselves? We're no longer there. Our identity doesn't matter. What we have, what we own, what, what we're good at does not matter. Our only goal is to image Christ. What was Jesus' identity? You know what a Jesus is identified as? His whole life is, can be wrapped up in one symbol, the cross. What's the, when people wear the little cross, we've got a cross back here. That, that, that means Jesus. That's his whole identity. And his whole identity was, I die to self for others. I die, I give my whole life so that others can be saved. That was his whole identity. And he calls us to that same thing, to be the image of Christ. This is what we're created to do. It's what we're born to do. It's what we're designed to do. Before sin came in, our identity was to image God, and then sin came in, and our, and our bent came towards lifting ourselves up, about making our own identity. Instead of trying to do what God wanted to do, when sin comes in, we try to, to build up our own identity. And that's what we're seeing everywhere. That's why, we see, that's why we see things that just get crazier and crazier is because we have to do something a little more weird than the person in front of me so that I can have my identity. Because if I do the same thing he did, then I'm him. I've got to find something more weird. Does this make sense? And it all starts way back when we get off of this verse right here. Our identity has to die and it's Jesus who lives in us. I want to ask you this morning, how's the life of Christ doing in you? Is he what is seen in you? Is that the identifying thing of your life? Is that what you are teaching your kids this morning? Is that all that matters is Christ? The world seeks to be identified by everything you can think of. Our identity, church, is in Christ and in to image him. The new thing now is to say, well, this is the way I was born. This is, I didn't have any choice in my identity. You want to own a Yeti cooler because you want to be identified as uh, someone who owns a Yeti cooler. I have no choice over my identity. I was born this way. See, see it'd be really hard for me to sell. I was born wanting a Yeti cooler. I mean, no, you wasn't. They didn't even have Yetis when you were born. So, But the idea is that if I was born this way, then that's the way it is. This is the identity I was born with. And the truth is, we are all born with a flawed identity. Sin has come in, and we're all born with this idea that we want to be identified by ourselves. We do not want to be identified with Christ. 
We don't want to be identified with God. The sin nature has come in. We're all born that way. You know, we're all born sinners. And people say, oh, well, you know, I'm not as bad a sinner as so-and-so. You were born rotten. You were born that way. We all were. If someone says that I was born with this identity, I'll give them that. Say, Pastor, you've already preached about this before. It's pretty good. We need to hear it again. If someone says, I was born with this bent towards sin, <laughs> sure, you're, yeah, you were. We all were born with some bent. We all have something that, that is just our thing, and that's, that's what we like to do. So if someone says that my bent is, I, 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 my sexual identity is different, and they say they're born with that, hey, they very well could be. Now, I, now, this morning when I said that in Sunday school, I had some eyebrows raised at me. But it's just sin. It's just sin. Someone says, I'm born homosexual. All right. A lot of people are born to be adulterers. A lot of people are born liars. Some people are born, and they want to go out and bash somebody's brains in. That's just in them. I said, well, I was, I was born that way. Sure you were. So am I if I let myself go. So if you're born that way, I guess you get a free pass and you go up to heaven and you say, hey, you know, God, you made me. And he said, yeah, I made everybody else and they were all that way too. But what happened to them? What did he say to Nicodemus? This is your comeback, okay? If you kids want to know what to say, this is your comeback. And I've told you before, but this is what it is. Parents, if you want to know what to say to your kids, when your kids say, well, so-and-so said they was born that way, what do I say? What did Jesus say? You need to be born again. Be born again. The first time you was born, you was born in sin. The second time we're born, we are cleansed from that and we're given a new nature. We believe we can be given a new nature. I don't have to keep that old sin nature. Paul says it. I've been crucified with Christ. Paul says, I died that old nature died. Jesus says, be born again. I was born this way. Be born again. That's your comeback. Now you say, well, they won't believe me. It doesn't matter. That's the truth. That's what Jesus tells us. And so as we live in this world where everybody has an identity and everybody wants this and that and whatever, we have to go back to Genesis 1. Genesis 1 says our identity is our main identity before sin came in, before the sin nature came in. Our identity is to image Christ, image God. That's what we do. That's what you were designed to do. That's what you were built to do. We image God. Sin came in and messed that up. And so now we're born with a nature that we're supposed to image God, but this nature in me makes me want to have my own identity, and I want to do my own thing. Jesus says you've got to be born again. Paul says you've got to kill it. Either way, it's both the same thing. We must be born again. We each have some vice that our body craves, and God says we have to be born again. Jesus says you have to be born again. What's your identity this morning? Are you seeking to be identified as Christ, as Christian, as one who images God? Is that 
your foremost goal in life or are some other things coming in that you are identifying yourself by? This fight, I don't know if we... Because Satan never gives up and there's always temptation. I've told you, I've told you my identities that I fought. When I was young, I wanted to be identified as a great dairyman. I wanted to, I wanted to be known for having good milk cows. I had to work my way through that. I still, I still fight the identity of I want to be a great pastor. I'm being honest with you this morning. Sometimes I want to be known for that. The Lord humbles me and helps me. Those are mine. And those things slip in slow and you don't notice them. And it can come in as a sport or a hobby. And I'm not saying those things are bad. But when that becomes something that you want to seek to be identified by, then it takes away from what God has called us to be in Genesis 1. And our design is to image Christ. I want us to stand this morning. I've preached this sermon before. I'm sorry you have to hear it again. But this is what God has for us today. I want Misty, Missy and Lance and Jimmy to come. I didn't feel like I was supposed to have a altar call this morning, but the Lord just checked me on that. Can we not be honest in church? I've been real honest with you this morning as your pastor. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm too honest. But we end up way over there one step at a time. You understand that? And I'm not and I'm not belittling Bruce Jenner. But I am saying we need to look at his life and learn what we can from that. And I imagine that at some time he idolized the identity of being a professional athlete. And then he idolized the identity of being a reality show star. And then he wanted another identity. And he just got farther and farther away. And ours can start by the simplest things that seem very, very innocent. But I'm telling you folks, we have to guard our hearts and stay close to this Genesis chapter 1. Is your life imaging Christ? Or do you seek to have identity in something else this morning? If the Lord spoke to you this morning, you need to pray. Come and pray. If you think, well, what would people think? Hey, they think you're just like me. You're just like me. 
We all fight this battle. And maybe you're at a place this morning where you need to pray about it. If you do, come and pray as we sing this morning. Jesus, keep.